This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You're listening to I Hate the Fins. This is part two of our 2020 NFL mock draft. Uh, last time we, or where we left off, Philadelphia at 21, I believe. Yep. And you gave them Patrick Queen. That's very nice of you. So this gets interesting at 22 as we make the the final 10 picks or whatever. Minnesota, uh, fifth offensively last year, something like that. Yeah, they were a good team. Tenth defensively, and they just lost Stefan Diggs though. So. Things could get a little weird in terms of what in the hell are these guys going to do? Because you think Mike Zimmer's still at the helm. Uh, They could certainly use a boost uh, at receiver, considering what they just lost. Even though they still have Adam Thielen. They lost Laquan Treadwell. I mean, he never became the, the guy they were looking for. Anyway, so this gets weird. Uh, For them, just looking at things right now they also they also have no corners no they don't uh yeah they they technically have a baby giraffe but that's about it oh man or maybe they don't maybe he's not even there anymore are you, are you talking about the best corner to come out in 2016 class yeah man, my god uh, that was that was a bloodbath yeah, i don't understand why why that happened uh yeah so trey waynes i think he went to cincinnati right he's gone the, they both went to cincinnati yeah. <laughs> which is not, I mean, that's an indictment, but you know, whatever. I don't want to create too many shots here. So, still have Hunter Smith, Harrison Smith, excuse me. Um, Harrison, yeah, I was, yep. just had to find the right H name. Uh, so 
They have Mike Hughes. Mike Mike Hughes was a good pick from UCF, but like Mike Hughes is a really, really good nickel kind of guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, like he's got the body where he should be playing inside. Like, yeah. I mean, he's not he he's not perimeter material. I don't see them I mean, Mike Zimmer is so petty that I don't see him adding Trayvon Diggs here, who is no. Stefan Diggs' brother, for those who are unaware. Uh this is this gets difficult. When when you think about what they're looking, actually, you know, it doesn't. Um, I think they're they're gonna go. I think they're gonna stay on script. I think in terms of the talent they're looking for, I think they're gonna go with uh, Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Okay. I think that they're looking. They've had guys who run well in Xavier Rhodes instance, like could really play a press man. Just absurd length on that guy, like NFL tackle arms. Trey Waynes was never very good with his back to the ball. I think that they need to get back to physical grinding play out on the perimeter. Jalen Johnson is not the sexiest guy in this group, but I do think he's a Mike Zimmer type. And I think that he's someone where Minnesota thinks that they can, they could add a player of his caliber and get off the ground fairly quickly. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I may be a little higher on him than others. Um, I think the only other corner that might be in consideration here is um, Jeff Gladney. Um, But Jalen has a lot more. um, He plays with more length. He's scrappier um, when the ball's on the ground versus the run. Um, He's a really good guy um, with ball skills at the end of the day. So I think that's a great pick for them for sure. Um, so then we're, we're not going to make a pick at 23 cause it's the Patriots and we hate them. Um, oh, so we do have to make a pick at 23. Okay. Their Microsoft um, teams just crashes at this part. Yeah. Yeah. We, cool. we hack them this time around. Um, so here's, here's the thing they could, they could use a five tech kind of guy. Um, and there's a very possible guy on the board for that role. Um, their linebackers are kind of ugly at this point so they could definitely use a linebacker um you know people are talking jordan love i just i just don't think it's going to happen i think if they bring someone in it's going to be a veteran guy either Jameis or um potentially cam when they can get the medicals fixed um god aj epinesa is easily the best player available on my board here um i just for some reason, gut feeling, I don't think they go with him. Um, I think at this point they're going to go linebacker, and I think they're going to take the flexibility and versatility of Zach Bond um, out of Wisconsin. Um, some people are super, super high on Zach Bond. Um, I like to think I'm in the the happy just right zone. Um, I have him 40th on my board, so... Um, technically this is a little bit of a reach, but he's a guy that can play inside out. He can cover, um, he can just do everything. And I think that's what a Patriots Bill Belichick defense is going to value more than any one thing is that he can do multiple things and he could replace, um, Kyle Van Noy, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Epinesa also, I agree that he has Patriots written all over him, but Zach Bond does too. Um, those guys who could almost you could almost consider multiple in terms of what you can do with them in a front uh so new orleans 
New Orleans is a little tricky because mm-hmm. they just humored Eli Apple. And you think like across, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore got beat up pretty good by Adam Thielen in that wild card playoff game, I thought. And Marshawn Lattimore is a stud. Don't get me wrong. But I think that they need a little bit more help out um, in terms of corner. So this is an enticing area for Trayvon Diggs. I also think that um, just given how New Orleans line, linebackers, you think uh, what they've been able to do with guys, despite the fact that they can't really stay healthy in there. Alex Anzalone is a guy who has looked really good when he's healthy. He's just never healthy. That was his deal at Florida, too. Uh, I also like the idea of Kenneth Murray here. But I'm going to stick with the strength. I think Trayvon Diggs is is an underrated talent, which is crazy when you t- when you think of where he's coming from. But I think I got Trayvon Diggs going here. Trayvon Diggs may be the best ball skills um, cornerback in this class. Um, he he's he played wide receiver originally too, um, so he has that same skill set as his um, brother there. Um, so I, I think that's a really good fit for them. Um, I will say that. I have, and quite honestly, for my final mock, probably will mock the Saints the fourth quarterback for the past three or four years, and I will probably do that again because um, I you can't keep throwing your eggs in that Drew Brees basket. Uh, at some point, he's gonna he's gonna walk away, and you don't have an option right now. I don't. I really don't care what people say about Taysom Hill. Um, there's punters that have more career NFL pass attempts than he does. So I just don't buy it. But but Diggs is a really good defensive option to keep their defense built like they want it built, um, to keep scores down. So if they can run away on offense with Drew Brees, they totally will. So when you do your mock, just before we move on, and based on what we have going on here, you would give them Jordan Love? I I think I would, and I think that's more of a hope um, that they would finally make a move on a talented quarterback. Um, Again, you don't want to run into the Dolphins issue where they had Marino. Like the years, you could see it coming down the last few years down the pipeline of like, it's coming, like it's coming. Um, and you're not getting anybody in there to learn and, and be the predecessor and give you a shot right out of the gate when your superstar quarterback leaves, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't like pulling that string along. So um uh, I think I will make that pick. We'll see. Um, linebacker is very tempting there, like you said, as well. Um, but Jordan Love, at that point, especially if he falls, see when people are saying he could go top 10, um, it's worth shooting that shot, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, the health is the only thing holding them back on the defensive side of the football because you think what they have yeah. up front. Um, Sheldon Rankins, when he's healthy, that that defensive front looks absolutely unbeatable. But, I mean, when they played Philadelphia in the playoffs a couple of years ago, he got hurt, knocked out, and that, I think, ultimately cost them, especially because they went to the NFC Championship game that year, and he's a difference maker for them inside. But they're, they have an almost no-name defense quality cast going on at the second level. Guys who are very good players, don't get me wrong, but Kenneth, I think Kenneth Murray is somebody where he also fits the build that I think you see in um, your typical New Orleans safety. And I think they also just lost, uh, um, what's his face, Von Bell. Yeah, so, but they, they did bring back Malcolm Jenkins, so yeah. you can do what you want with that. 
very interesting and kind of weird uh, <laughs> to see that so late. Um, real quick before we move on, uh, my hot take in all this is I think New Orleans is probably going to be the team that drafts uh, Jalen Hurts. Mm, that would be cool. That and then at that point you you have two guys sitting behind Breeze with similar skill sets um, that you can turn the offense over into something different that suits them. I think they just want to get weird. And yeah, I think that's the way to do it. (laughs) No, that's a cool take. That's a fun take for sure. So um, Minnesota at 25, they're back up. Um, They took corner with their first first round pick. Again, you talk about wanting to address additional help with Thielen. Um, And so this to some people may be a surprise pick. Um, He's a guy that, you know, a month, two months ago, people were talking about at the end of the first round. He did everything right. He had a really good career at Arizona State. So I, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk here. Um, really good, really, you know, uh, dynamite type of receiver that can take it the distance potentially on short passes on slants and stuff, can beat you over the top, um, needs some route running work. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a dynamic presence to put with Thielen's consistency. And I think a guy who compares fairly well to Stefan Diggs. Yeah, for sure. His game, uh, except that stupid length that he has. I mean, that the guy just has absolute vines for arms, which is interesting. But I, I love that pick. I think that's excellent. I, f- I feel like we've reached the part of this mock where we're just complimenting each other's picks because we see the finish line, and that makes me feel good. Well, we'll, we'll see how if I compliment your next pick here. Nah, yeah, chances. I mean, we were always going to end up with with a selection here for me to do with the Dolphins at 26. Uh, You've got some options. You definitely have some cool options. Uh, man. So a couple of questions to just put out there because I've always thought that they might dangle X. I mean, we've, we've talked about this, mm-hmm. this high price corner tandem that they're going to feature. Um, maybe, maybe that's the case. I think if they did move on from him, I, then obviously corner becomes a priority big time. Uh, and I would love to see Bryce Hall play for the Miami Dolphins. I don't think that's going to happen though. I do expect them yeah. to hang on to their current um, um, assets. I think here, mm-hmm. I think that this is AJ Epinesa territory. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a couple interesting options on the board, right? We still got AJ Epinesa on the board. Um, you have, all the safeties that you could pick from if you wanted to. Um, you could double More down on offensive tackles. You could get a running back. Um, we've talked about how how I feel about that. Um, you know, unless you're looking for that fifth year option, is it worth it? Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got the world to pick from at this point. I think that if Brian Flores were forced to go into a lab and create his ideal defensive end slash edge in the kind of defense that he wants to run, I think you'd come out with something quite close to AJ Epinesa. I think he does everything this team is looking to to get out on the edge. Um, someone who can grow into that role. Um, and he's multiple. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Those are all the perfect things. And if, if the only reason he's falling down boards, or maybe this is where people originally had him on their boards, is because of a bad athletic profile, there there are times that you can go back in the drafts past and cite, you know, a good examples like Harold Landry, right? You've always got those edge players 
that have bad athletic profiles, potentially have bad bodies, which is not the case for AJ Epinesa. He is like a rocked up thick, like 275, no problem. Um, But I mean, the dude was a really good player that last year when he had an outstanding or two years ago in 2018, when he had an outstanding 2018, um, he was a part-time rotational player and he had double digit tackle for a loss and sacks. And, you know, he had a really good season this year too. Um, It wasn't as dynamic as I think people's expectations were set to be. Um, But I mean, he had a really strong year again. So again, this is an example, a perfect example of if there's a good player available and he was good in college, there's a chance that he's just going to be a good player in the NFL. And that's fine. If you have a really solid five tech kind of guy that can also play a uh, even front edge kind of player as well, take it. You know, I think, I think there's a chance that Epinesa may only be a, you know, seven to 10 sack per year, you know, some down years where he's a five sack guy an up year or two where he's a, a 12 or 13 sack guy. But I think he's going to be consistently a tackle for a loss kind of presence. And I think that's something, like you said, that that Flores is really going to want on his team. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and the only reason I didn't crack the the running back uh, seal there is I'm curious to see how long we can go before that actually happens, and I I just had to I couldn't leave that kind of talent on the board at that spot for sure. I quite honestly I thought you were gonna go uh, McKinney because you love McKinney. I do like Xavier McKinney, but he's also so I think that they're gonna with that with their picks in round two, I also think they can move up again, but I think that's where they're going to look to really reinforce. Cause I mean, you have multiple uh, safeties, very impressive talent sitting on the board here. I mean, you still have Delpit too. Yeah. Xavier McKinney's sitting in there. Ashton Davis, who I know is a favorite of many, especially with that Cal connection that the dolphins have in their coaching staff now. So you just think with, with that much sitting on the board, no one's touched the running backs yet, but AJ Epinesa is, he was a top five, mock draft pick this time last year yep based on potential yeah i mean i mean things happen and i mean like he's not a super sexy looking pick i mean like you come from a big 10 school and you play an edge like that 
I would compare Zach Bond at the same time. I mean, like I, you know, just based on first glance, maybe doesn't absolutely blow you away, but in this kind of defense does everything you're absolutely looking for. For sure. And, and I will tell you, if this is how the first round ends, there's probably a chance that I'm buying an AJ Epinesa jersey before a 201. Um, I, I'm a big Strong. Epinesa fan for sure. Um, Strong. So so we got Seattle here. I think Seattle breathes a sigh of relief because um, there's a slide here between the Minnesota picks and the Dolphins pick that, that an offensive tackle could go. Um, things could get really weird for this fifth offensive tackle here. There's a lot of rumors out there of dudes like um, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia, which I don't like. Um, there's, but at the end of the day, it's Josh Jones. Um, they take who I would say the consensus fifth um, overall offensive tackle via media um, would be good player, still raw, a lot of athletic traits, moves really well, um, and, and they just need offensive line help. That's all there is to it. Right. Can't argue with that. Oh, man. Baltimore 28 is a team that is interesting too. I think that Kenneth Murray is the kind of explosive second second level defender that I think Baltimore covets when they when they can get a hold of them. So yeah, we'll just keep this simple. I like Kenneth Murray at this spot. Uh, I like Kenneth Murray at quite a few spots before this, but I think that circumstances uh, driven down his his place a few times. So let's yep. go with him here. Yeah, I think between Patrick Queen, um, Zach Bond, and Kenneth Murray, those guys are just as interchangeable at those spots um, as the offensive tackles are at the, the top of the draft, too. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them swapped anywhere in there as well. Um, we'll see if we can reel the next two, the, the rest of this in like five minutes because oh, you know what? my ten- wife is yelling at me to go eat dinner. <laughs> t- Tennessee... Tennessee is a tough one. Um, they want an offensive tackle here, but it just isn't happening. Um, their safety situation, from what I remember, is good. Um, probably could be up. Eh, no, Kenny Vaccaro is fine. And of course, Bayard's really good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say they do take an offensive tackle here. Um, I don't. I don't buy the Isaiah. I mean, it probably will happen, Isaiah Wilson. I just don't like him that much to to make that leap. Um, I like Austin Jackson just enough for them to make that leap. Um, he's young, you know, so he may take a year or two to fully fill in those cleats. Um, he needs to put some more functional strength on him, but he's a he's a good player. Yeah. Um, okay. So Green Bay, for me, essentially comes down to how do you like their front seven? What do you think of their safeties? Because mm-hmm. they take defensive backs every year, it seems. Um, I think they're actually good at safety. So I'm going to look at the one position that they're going to need to address going forward, which is receiver. I think this is probably where yeah. LaVisca Chenault ends up. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good spot for him for sure. Um, I think he can be a underneath dynamic presence. Like Again, I... I while you'd like to see Green Bay be more explosive and over the top, I just don't feel like that's going to be their identity, especially as Rogers ages. Um, so you want playmakers right. that can make things happen on their end as well, too. Um, He's and, and LaVisca Chenault in a lot of ways is like a, a bigger supercharged uh, Randall Cobb. He reminds yeah. me of Randall Cobb a lot, and especially because Randall Cobb was, you know, that sort of that quarterback runner, running back receiver type at Kentucky. 
Yeah, so. um, but and I mean, LaVisca Chenault's one of the better deep ball trackers too. Um, he just had a quarterback that couldn't hit the broad side of a barn at Colorado. Um, yeah, yeah. So not a Stephen Montez fan. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, so that puts um, San Francisco on the clock. Um, they're they're kind of an odd team. Again, they they played really well last year. They don't have any major holes besides they could really use a wide receiver, but they got that at the top here with um, they took Judy. Um, so it's probably looking like they will address um, filling the hole that DeForest Buckner left. Their linebackers are fine. Their secondary, uh, I don't love Jaquis Guitar or Jimmy Ward, but they're fine. So they, they could take a safety here. They definitely could take a um a grant delpit here a more dynamic safety mm-hmm. um but unfortunately i think grant delpit's going to pay the price and i think he's going to see a slide like um what's his name the cornerback from lsu last year that went to cleveland oh man uh, uh, gr- greedy. greedy well yeah greedy William. yeah um so i am going to make a pick here and it's going to be it's going to be ross blacklock from tcu Strong. um these TCU defensive linemen keep sneaking in the back end of the first round. Blacklock's a really good one-gap, three-tech kind of guy, so I think he'll be a really good five-tech. That will need an understanding and a little bit more teaching on setting the edge. Um, TCU does run some three-three-five nonsense because they are a, a Big 12 school, um, but a little bit of coaching up, playing that edge there, um, and they'll be yeah. in good shape. Uh, so... Kansas City, you think about it, I mean, always going to be a juggernaut offensively. I think they were like 13th in defense last year. So it's, I mean, and they were, they were outstanding uh, really through the playoffs outside of that, that brief blip against Houston when they were just turning the ball over constantly. So you look in their secondary, I mean, all the, I think most of, if not all the safeties are on the board right now. They've historically passed on good corners. Oh yeah. I mean, you you think about like I mean they were they were not in a position to trade Marcus Peters and they did it anyway. Yep. So I mean, so when it comes to this team and what they value in the secondary, far be it from me to say otherwise. You know what though? I this is gonna hurt, but I'm gonna go with Bryce Hall here. Yeah. Because because I think that the value is when he's healthy is definitely first round and. Really, if he hits, I mean, that's a secondary that gets better overnight. Yeah, so. I think I think at this point, to, to kind of remedy their quarterback issue, I think Bryce Hall is a great pick. He's he's my number two corner um, outside of the health issue. Um, or at this point, I think Jeff Gladney makes sense too. So I think they can pick any of those guys and they'd be fine at that point. And, and they, they'll feel better about their secondary overall. Yeah. Kansas City's approach when it comes to the secondary is always so weird. Yeah. Because like sure. I said, like when they traded Marcus Peters, I was like, look, I get he's a dick and everything. But at the same time, it's like, really? You guys don't have a ton to play with here. Like you guys were trying to roll out Sean Smith as like this de facto answer. Yeah. In your secondary. So it's it's always weird for them. But um, yeah, when you're picking 32nd, it's an embarrassment of riches. So. All right. That's it. We did um, it. We did it. We lived. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, listening to us make stuff up here. Kind of curious to see how close we get to this. I'm more curious to see if we get any of the the trades correct. 
Because I think yeah. they're going to be way more than, I mean, I think that it's going to be bonkers at any stretch. I think Atlanta will want to move up. You never know. Like the teams that have multiple first round picks, Minnesota, if someone they like comes up. And I mean, because I mean, they do have some pressing needs despite being a playoff team that won a playoff game. Yeah, so, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, that will be Thursday. This is obviously out beforehand, but we'll use the next show to kind of check ourselves against it. And uh, let's do draft grades. Ooh, the only okay, thing I hate dude. more than mock drafts is draft grades. Keith is. We're not going to do. Dra- I'm going to jump. Huh. Do a flip. We're not going to do. We're not going to do draft grades. We can talk about whether we like a, a pick or not. But sure. I mean, giving for sure. grade, we'll, we'll giving review grade, them. Giving grades is stupid. So anyway, yeah. for Zach, my name is Keith. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for enduring us over the the previous two shows as we did this mock uh enjoy thursday friday and zach's favorite day saturday yes and um we'll go ahead and we'll talk to you soon we'll be here to sort of do a wrap of everything that went down dolphins wise in the meantime we'll talk to you later take care most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like google meta and apple But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.